0: Sound of the police. Wheel, yes, wheel. yes, yes. I love that. I is honestly that, love that. Is that the way to begin the episode? Like oh, gonna... No, wait. Just start the episode and be like, buckle up, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. I'm Gavin. I'm Louie. And we're the Mixed Reviews. We sure are. And um, I sound like a 60s band. We're the Mixed Reviews. Just <laughs> 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 Start the Kesha song. let go. On, let's go. <laughs> um, hi. We're so excited to be here. We're glad that you're here with us um we love you uh-huh. we'll kiss each and every one of you yeah i will um, i honestly will i'll, I'll let louie do that but uh Thank i'll you, i'll God. be a little more selective um <laughs> i'll just be super slutty about it <laughs> but hey thanks thanks everybody for coming this is a this is a podcast if this is your first episode because every podcast is somebody's first episode virgins losers um <laughs> <laughs> yeah no oh. hey, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Gavin. the uh this is a podcast in which we take something in the film world, be right. it a director, a film company, an actor uh, as a universal term uh, for both male and female, and we dissect their career and we look at the things that sort of work and the things that don't necessarily work that right, way well, at least right. for us right so. it's what what's our tagline is it uh, it's two weeks, one topic, two, two weeks. weeks, lots of opinion yeah. Even more Even okay. more Something like that we're You little, came up with the text I really did come up with it I was good at words Why once. couldn't you just come up with like pizza pizza Or something like that Little Caesars The iconic, <laughs> the pizza, iconic pizza pizza, pizza. Uh, You know that's, that's me Unbad men like, Right <laughs> people, people are like You know this carousel It reminds me of my childhood And they're I they're just like pushed like, down him over and like, pizza, pizza pizza And they're like That's fucking genius <laughs> Genius Cut Print We're done End of series Right um, this uh, episode is a little bit different or it's our, it's our, it's our first yeah. um, time. Be gentle. Right. We decided not to, uh, pick an actor, an actress or a director or a company. We decided to go with an entire genre. A genre. Um, For those of you who don't know what a genre is, read a book? Right. What? Like, I was like, Gavin, don't. <laughs> like, they don't. They, they don't. Um, uh, so our genre that we chose is, um, buddy cop movies. Yes, we. we. We chose that. Right, we. I chose that. I chose that because you know what? Gavin made me watch all his John Crawford movies and I was I did. like and I was like, okay, you know what? To be fair, I enjoyed it. I was I was like, "Louie, you're not a big enough bitch." Right, right. <laughs> um, and then Louie was like, "Gavin, you're not butch enough." Right. I was like, "Gavin, let's just be masked for like 2 weeks. <laughs> See what happens." Exactly. <laughs> be masked. See what happens. See what happens. <laughs> Uh before we dive into the buddy cops movies though, uh we have some business. We have some old business. Old business, some sad business, sad, disappointing business. Yeah, guys, uh I don't I never want to shame the audience because I love you, and I'm glad you come back week after week. But uh our poll for our last episode, which was on Charlize. Charlie's Queen Charlize, not Queen, Queen Charlize Theron. Yes. Um we asked you what your favorite uh Charlize movie was, and here are the results. A shocking Shocking um, results. Um, North Country came in last with 3%. Um, in third place came Monster with 23%. I I told you right before this, even though Monster wasn't my pick last week, if you recall, my pick last week was Young Adult. I voted for Monster. Right. I think I, Monster's her undeniable masterpiece. Right. And Young Adult came in second place with 31%. And fucking Mad Max came in 43% first place. <laughs> Oh, first of all, how dare you! Now, admittedly, there were thirty-five votes, so like, I mean, who knows? It's funny because I had, I retweeted it at one point, and I was like, "Do y'all really think Mad Max is your best performance?" And, and it, I, got, I got a response and was like, yes, and a resounding yes. <laughs> so uh, I did have one person who was like, "Where the fuck is Atomic Blonde?" <laughs> And, you know, North Country was, like, missed my last kind of random pick. I was like, you know, she's got for an Oscar for it. Like, why not? Yeah. And, like, I, I liked it. We both yeah, we we talked liked about Atomic Blonde. We both liked it. But, like, well, I don't know. North Country's more, like... I, I, I think they're both equally good in different ways. But, yes. You know. Um, the point is, Mad Max. How dare? <laughs> Honestly. And once again, it's not even a movie I hate, but like, what, she's got 12 lines in it, and like... It's those steely stares that she exactly. gives. It's, it's, ha- it's all those fuck you Tom Hardy Yeah, Yeah, it, she- was, it was her having to fucking deal with Tom Hardy exactly. and his bullshit. i uh, will deal with you Tom Hardy. Right. <laughs> oh, you will. Oh, I'll deal with you. That became very sexual, Gavin. Um, okay, okay, so yeah, now we're done with Charlize and um, fucking Mad Max. So I guess it's time for us to move on to our current topic, buddy cop movies. And we should get into the rewind. Rewind! There's a lot of good um, analysis about the buddy cop uh, movie genre online. And one of my favorite articles, I printed out, I have it here. It's called, The Art of the Buddy Cop Genre, colon, A Look Behind the Badge. Um, and this is by, oh, I can't find the author anywhere. You Uh, know, I'll I'll look that up and I'll just let you get into it and then I'll randomly pop in. It's on screenhead.com. Screenhead? Yeah, screenhead.com. Um, so. (laughs) Now that I've slandered them. Right, right. right. correct. Sounds so weird. (laughs) Um, so the buddy cop film has been defining part of mainstream cinema for decades, combining both action and comedy around two contrasting characters. They're often very different from each other. And so that kind of builds attention. So the audience is engaged and we can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Uh, The formula is very simple. It's two very different people have to work together to solve a particular crime. One is the Wild Gun, an over the top eccentric and comedic character who's always getting into trouble. (laughs) And the other is a hard hitting by the rules books guy who guides the Wild Gun. Uh, so, so there's always one person who's like, yeah, I'm too old for this shit. And, uh, very that. And then the other one's like, I'm crazy. You know what I'm going to do? Um, it's, it's funny because it's, it's kind of a reinvention of a, of a very old genre, which is just the, in general, the buddy film, which is funny, which is more interesting because like that's sort of derived from. Uh, the sort of relationship comedy, which right. usually was like a man and a woman, and like what sort of makes—and I've read this a couple different places—what sort of makes the best buddy cop movies is the idea of like these people would be a couple if only they weren't two men, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, uh, but it, but it, yeah, you're right. Like it's sort of like the like you go back in the you know like Laurel and Hardy and uh, Abbott and Costello. Fellas <laughs> interested in a case? A case? A case of what? Psh, go ahead. Oh, oh yes yes you want us to handle a case yeah which one of you is McQuillan? Uh, I, I am who's who he, he's mac i'm okay. calling him. well you can just call us bud and all the way through like the odd couple and parent trap right, it's like totally the prim and proper versus the wild car yeah exactly and then throwing a bunch of fucking guns yes and i can't wait uh this article was written on october eighteenth, 2015 by ryan Vessera. thank you ryan uh this is a really good article um uh, so the the buddy cop has a really unusual origin. It wasn't an American uh, made, uh, you know, uh, genre, I guess. You know, even though it, like really found its footing in American films, um, it was actually a Japanese film, uh, a 1949 Stray Dog. Um, and so Stray Dog isn't a comedy. It's a dark and greedy noir uh, where the two characters don't really joke around a lot. But one is kind of like a young and rookie g- cop who is, like, lighthearted. And then there's a, the, there is a um, hardened, experienced veteran um, character. So TV got their hands on um, buddy cop stuff first. And it wasn't until the early 80s when the film version of this finally got its formal debut. Um, and that was in 1982's 48 Hours, Starring Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Yeah, Nick Nolte back when he used to sound human. Correct. Nick Nolte Nolte before, he sounded like this all the time. I literally, I was like, who is this human being? Yeah, it's funny. And like, you can actually like sort of see the progression if you watch 48 Hours and then another 48 Hours. Because 48 Hours, he's like, I'm Nick Nolte, blah, blah, blah. And then by 48 Hours, he's another 48 Hours, he's like, "Ah, screw you, Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Another 48 Hours was like, all it made me think was like, oh, they've been making shitty sequels. Forever. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, not a new thing. So, take heart in that when you have to go see, like, Transformers 16. <laughs> um, and you will have to. It will you, be government mandated correct, correct, Based on how far politics are going. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, 40 Hours formally kicked off the buddy cop genre. Um, Lethal Weapon, though, in 1987 took the torch and carried it even further. Um, thank was, you, Shane Black. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, it was a commercial and critical hit, and it set the new standard uh, with Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Ugh. Um <laughs> Problematic, (laughs) right? Problematic. I mean, a lot of buddy cop movies though are so problematic. Like, yeah, oh, oh, yes. Like even the best ones. I'm like, man, what a time (laughs) the eighties were, huh? (laughs) What a time. Um, Everybody really was on coke, right? Right. (laughs) Uh, And so movie after movie of like crazy pairings. um, It was later uh, the 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 genre started getting stale though, and so of course. all these fun new spins started yeah. coming out of the genre. And so it's like uh, the same thing, but different. Essentially, Hollywood decided to say yeah. It's like a buddy cop film, but with fill in the blank. And so we've already talked about uh, on the Whoopi Goldberg episode, uh, yeah. Theodore Rex, where it was Whoopi and a fucking dinosaur. Uh, we talked about on our Will Smith episode, um, Bad Boys. And also he was in Men in Black. And so that's like basically... Buddy with, cop movies with aliens. With aliens. Yep. Uh, um, one of my favorites, and, uh, and it's like the the funny thing is, is like things fit into the buddy cop genre without actually, without the characters having to be cops necessarily. Right. And one of my favorite examples of that is uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And which you have a private investigator right. and a cartoon. Totally. Working together. I to totally solve forgot this crime. about that. Yeah. yeah. It totally works and, though. And that's exactly what it is. Drink the drink. But I don't want the drink. He doesn't want the drink. He does. I don't. I don't. I do I don't. You do I don't. Do. I don't. You do. I don't. You don't. I do. You don't. I do. You don't. Listen, when I say I do, that means I do. <laughs> Come on, Eddie, get out of here. Oh, yes. Yeah! Cause he's the straight laced, hard nose, a toon killed my brother, I'm not funny. Right. And Roger's like the a maniac are you yeah, yeah, Exactly. Perhaps. Patty cake, um, <laughs> Patty cake, and then in the late eighties there was the cop and dog genre, yes, which brought Turner and Hooch. K nine, um, it's funny. I was thinking about K nine the other day because it was like, "Oh, Turner Turner and Hooch is a thing," and I was like, "Oh, remember the low rent version of that? It's not great, not <laughs> great." Um, and all the films are uh, present vital elements of friendship, dependence, and mixed comedy and action, all within the film. Um, so there's, I mean, there's so much to talk about with. Uh, buddy cop movies There's also We're not really Too much talking about um Serious buddy cop Yeah uh, Movies But the funny thing is Essentially all buddy cop films Regardless of if they're like More action oriented Or less action oriented Are comedies and manners Which is also another Very right. old Totally Like you know British style of theater Which is just like You know like The person who doesn't have manners And the person who does have manners So even if the Even It doesn't matter how serious they are Because the 48 hours movies are like Quote unquote funny Right. But they're, but they're, they're not. not. But they're not. Um, but the jokes are just derived from the differences between. Totally. When you see, like, Eddie Murphy go into that, like, cowboy bar, which, yeah. which I was like, oh, were there cowboy bars in San Francisco? I don't know. <laughs> um, but like, it's just, I mean, a lot, again, problematic and crazy and hard to watch, kind of. I'm like, oh, this comedy is very aggressive. Oh, Would well, Blazing Saddles, I just thought about Blazing Saddles would be a buddy cop movie, buddy cop comedy, because Gene right. Wilder and, yeah. Oh interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like uh, a lot of it's just like kind of like out of place. Um I'm thinking about Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Um it's only Eddie Murphy. He doesn't really have a buddy. It's but Judge Reinhold, you could argue Judge Reinhold. Yeah, kind of not, not necessarily in the first one, but I mean, later I was the later also films. I was more thinking also like just the placement of him in this a new yeah. place where he has to like figure things out and he's uh, you know kind of out of water. But yeah, we're mostly focusing on the more humorous ones. Um Right. It's uh, because I mean, and there could be an argument about, you know, uh, Training Day and End of right. Watch. And- well, and, and like the one of the very first ones was this um, 70s film. Uh, a couple of summers ago, I did this project where I tried to watch every film mentioned in the Cellulite Closet. And there's this film called Freebie and the Bean, oh which is God. like incredibly racist. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's Alan Arkin and um, James Kahn. Alan, Alan, Alan Arkin playing, playing Mexican. Mexican. And he's the bean. And he's named the bean. <laughs> Hilarious. Right. Um, awful. Again, in San Francisco. Yes. And, like, so that one predates 48 Hours, but still, like, the genre hadn't really been cemented in American, right, film, right. In American films yet. Get his gun! He hasn't got a gun! What do you mean he hasn't got a gun? I'm telling you, he hasn't
1: got a gun!
0: Get his ID something, will you? Oh. What are they doing? Oh. Oh. He's a Cadillac salesman from Detroit! Mm hmm. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Asshole! What are you doing here? Yeah, and uh, it's coming to DVD soon, guys from the Warner Archive, by the way. Yeah. If you uh, if you've been missing your freebie and the bean contingent, I mean, and and, there was a TV show after that. Yeah, and not only, I mean, again, uh, a lot of these movies they kind of hit a lot of the same notes, uh, and a lot of a lot of homophobia is also a lot of of homophobia. Tons of racism. Tons of racism, a lot of um, homophobia. And it, and it's kind of just about the tension of like, oh, I'm going to talk shit about you and can you take it? Can you handle it? Like, can right. you hang? Um, some of the movies, I guess, that kind of falls away because there's not a lot of, uh, I mean, there might be a, oh, you're going to go to jail and get raped type yeah. thing, like, which is over and over again. Like, God, like, It's, it's, it's surprising that when you look at like, especially I rewatched both the first two Lethal Weapons and then I finally saw the first first two 48 hours movies which I was surprisingly not a fan of um, even though a lot of people tell me how great they are um the the flee the weapon is kind of the inversion of 48 hours because it doesn't really rely on that sort of race. the first 48 oh. hours is all about racism all about it which is so weird because Nick Nolte's captain is also black right but like he treats Eddie Murphy literally like a second class citizen and the only time like right before the very end he comes around and he's just like you know I'm just busting your chops and like Eddie Murphy's like yeah it's fine whatever it's like no right hey I don't want to hear your jive I already got that department taken care of you got a lady Kate? yeah you know the generosity of women never ceases to amaze me you know that hey don't even try this shit man I don't work like this no deal Listen, we ain't got no deal. I own your ass. Ain't no goddamn way to start a partnership. Now get this. We ain't partners. We ain't brothers and we ain't friends. I'm putting you down and keeping you down until Gans is locked up or dead. And if Gans gets away, you're going to be sorry you ever met me. If you haven't seen 48 Hours, it's like, uh, Eddie Murphy's a convict, Yes. and he gets somehow released in the care of the police officer to help him solve a crime, right? Because he's connected to the criminal; he was cellmates with the criminal, right? And yeah. but literally the entire movie, he calls him convict. Yes, he's like, get over here, convict, and I'm well like, when he's not calling him the N word, right? Correct. <laughs> I mean, right. Um, one last thing I want to say from Ryan's article: um, uh, what makes Lethal wep- Weapon such a defining example of how the buddy cop genre is. Um, is good and excellent is how the characters interact with each other. Uh, like all good on-screen relationships, the two grow to respect and love each other, which ultimately results in teamwork and getting the case solved. So there's two things that are happening. It's like we're getting closer to the end of the, uh, the mystery and, and the crime, but also they need to learn how to work with each other and respect each other uh, and help each other survive. Right. Um, and and, and it, especially in The Weapon, that's really clear because Mel Gibson's character is suicidal. Bridge! Go! I'm going to eat the world's lousiest Christmas turkey by myself. You're crazy. I'll tell you a little secret. What? I'm not crazy. I know. Oh, good. Let's eat. you know something? Well, I, I think your daughter kind of likes me. If you touch her, I'll kill you. <laughs> You'll try. And this is just one example. It happens through lots of these movies uh, where the, the, the buddies cannot uh, survive whatever situation that they're in personally without the other person. That happens in Hot Fuzz when um, the character is transferred to the small town and he's freaking out, right. and, you know, he doesn't want to be there. And he learns how to survive through his friend. Um, it happens over and over. And so I think a lot of the success for a buddy cop movie is when to, those two things are happening. It's not just, uh, oh, we solve the crime together, like, who fucking cares? Right. But it's where the personal um, and the professional <laughs> intersect. Uh, so, Yeah. Uh, and so I think I mean, uh, do you think there's more to talk about? No, or? I think I think that's I think that's really it. Like you, like you said, it's the the two worlds coming together, and also the the crime reaching its natural conclusion. Right, and yeah. it, and a lot of them. I I think we'd be remiss to say if we didn't talk about um how a lot of the um uh, buddy cop uh you rarely see like white. Two white the buddies like right. you usually get. I mean, I did just see the other guys and it's uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. But, but in there it's I, I know like uh, there's more obvious difference when you have a black person and a white person. Right, but like in there the the concept is like Mark Wahlberg's like the big hero action right. star and Will Ferrell's like the, the slightly pudgy. Right. But we also... Like, but now they're stepdads, it's fine. Right, but now they're stepdads, thank God, oh, they've graduated. Um, but even thinking into, like, the interracial um, aspects to a lot of these movies is so, like, key. Think yeah. about the Rush Hour movies, yeah. uh, which are excellent. It's funny, um, I watched this movie, this uh, Walter Hill movie, uh, Walter Hill also did the 48 Hours films, called uh, Red Heat, right, which is that. Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Um, uh, I I can't think of his name. Uh, um, uh, Jim Belushi. Yeah, Jim Belushi. Is that so, him? So, I guess that. Yeah. Oh my god! Sorry, you're <laughs> the more forgettable of the two Belushis, Jim. Right. And uh, and like the it's apparently it's like an unspoken sort of thing that Rush Hour is a remake of Red. Really? Eve because it's a foreign detective huh. who comes over to solve a crime in America, right. and like almost all the humor is based on the fact that they can't communicate with each other. So I will say though Rush Hour I think is way more successful than oh, Red oh absolutely Red Heat's awful Jackie Chan has the <laughs> what? charisma Arnold Schwarzenegger can do a Russian accent right which is hilarious right um, and also he like is bug eyed most of the movie like that scene where his face is imploding on Mars in Total Recall he's like that for the entire film I have car under control yeah sure sure I suppose they taught you everything you need to know about car wrecks and the price of insurance in your famous school in Kiev Socialist countries, insurance not necessary, state-based for everything. Yeah. Well, tell me something, Captain. If you got such a fucking paradise over there, how come you're up the same creek as we are with heroin and cocaine? Chinese find way. Right after the revolution, they line up all drug dealers, all drug addicts, take them to public square and shoot them in back of head. Yeah, I never worked here. Fucking politicians when you go for it. Shoot them first. I think there's also like some key characters that show up in a lot of these movies. There, we have Sylvester Stallone showing yeah. up in many of these. Uh, Tango, uh, Tango Cash, Tango Cash, Tango Cash. Uh, Stop or my mom will shoot. shoot. Uh, uh, Demolition Man, right? And then we have Will Smith um and bad boys uh, right Man martin lawrence is another one Martin lawrence yeah um <clears throat> eddie murphy as we mentioned before both the beverly hills cop series and the 48 hours series totally um yeah so there's a lot of um Emilio estevez is actually one of my favorite unsung heroes of buddy cop film in stakeout he's in stakeout another stakeout and a personal favorite of mine a movie that does not hold up very well national lampoon's loaded weapon one what oh yes uh we'll get to that later okay we're gonna get to that <laughs> later okay good uh, yeah, I, I love this genre so much. It's weird because, uh, you either have to like let go and accept the crazy, ridiculous, uh, you know, saxophones playing all the time, so many crazy, uh, villains who like none of the, the plot of all these movies do not care. I do not care. There's a bad guy out there and these two crazy people who like are like mismatched, have to go through antics to solve the crime and mystery and figure it out. And, if you just, like, allow yourself to have the fun with it, like, uh, it, you can go places, you know? Or if you're like me, you just grip your desk the whole time going, and I hate you, Louis." You, you break <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these movies, are, I feel like, are made for a specific person, but it, there's a certain joy of watching Lethal Weapon and, uh, like, Point Break. Uh, yeah, Point Break's another great example of, like, the unconventional buddy cop movie. Yeah, totally. I watch it for the first time, and I'm having nightmares you only saw it for the first time. Keanu oh, Reeves wow. saying, I grew up with that movie, so... Via Dios My favorite... <laughs> Via Dios I, I was, had to cut out my Keanu Reeves impression from a previous episode, so I'm leaving that, that one one's in. Good. Um, I could not believe... I was like, Catherine... What, Catherine Bigelow My dinner? favorite moment in that movie, though, is Laurie Petty going, shh, and putting her finger on his mouth because I'm just uh, like, uh, like ugh. <laughs> like, and I love Laurie Petty, but just like, oh, mm, no. That movie um, is... I mean, it's... It's almost like this weird nostalgia that I never lived, because I'm, whatever. Uh, but you're 12. Because uh, I'm 12. Uh, but I was like, man, the 80s were fucking wild, <laughs> and they could get away with making movies. It's almost as if, like, Michael Bay wishes. Like, yeah. Michael Bay wishes he was making movies as fun and campy as these movies. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think we should get into, you know... Maybe, let's, yeah, maybe we should start... Positive. You know what? We're having such a good time. Right. Let's go into our five star reviews. Five star reviews. I will say. Nothing I watched <laughs> changed my mind can you tell, about anything. Can you tell me how many of these movies had you already seen? I had seen a bunch. I had seen at least 20. I had seen, okay. you know, the entire Bad Boys franchise, which I saw from uh, the Will Smith episode, right. actually. I would seen all the Beverly Hills Cops movies. Oh, um, like, even like, as a kid, like a, yeah, a teenager? Lethal Weapon movies. I have seen all of them except for part four, right. um, just in general. Um, Freebie and the Bean I would seen, you know, like, Osmosis Jones, the other guys, like, These are a lot of these movies are movies I did elect to see. You know, the Heat. I think the Heat is really great. Uh, I've seen all three Rush Hour films. You know, Um, so I I will say I had seen a lot going in. You were well versed, Um, right? But there was a bunch of there was a bunch of gaps in there, and like. You know, a lot of them were like 48 hours, or the stakeout films, or even like Alienation, which is a movie I should have seen, uh-huh. which is like an alien cop and a human cop Love that. played by James Conn. Um Manny Patinka's the Alien Cop. Manny Batanka's an alien. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch that one. I'll have to go back. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I'll send you a copy. Thanks. And, um and uh yeah, so the the like the, the variety does like the the there is a variety there. But I think in terms of, like, the purest distilled, the person who was able to make sort of the perfect buddy cop movie, and it seems sort of odd, and you brought it up earlier, my five-star review would be Hot Fuzz. Which is, it's a movie that can't exist without other things in the genre. But I love Hot Fuzz. I think Hot Fuzz is Edgar Wright's masterpiece. I know some people would argue me on that. They'd say Shaun of the Dead. I think Shaun of the Dead's actually a funnier movie, Mm -hmm. which might be, you know, is really high praise but i think overall in terms of being a a great great movie hot fuzz is that and totally. like honestly could not exist especially i mean there's obvious call outs in the film there's point break and there's bad boys like obviously couldn't exist without those but like it really stands on its own. It's a really fun and charming mystery. Um, it's got, it draws elements from everywhere. Everything from uh, Agatha Christie's murder on the Orient Express to, uh, you know, two things like, you know, Catherine Bigelow films and, and Ridley Scott films and Tony Scott films and um, Michael Bay films. And he, uh, Edgar Wright just found this really strange and interesting way to, to like combine those things. Um, the movie's co written by Simon Pegg, who also stars in right. it, along with Nick Frost. And as I mentioned, they're in Shaun of the Dead. It's the, it's the second part of the loose trilogy that is the Cornetto trilogy, right. which is uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and At World's End. Um, is it At World's uh, 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 End? Yeah. Something like that. End yeah. of the World. world yeah. Name there was up? a bunch of movies that came out with that name. Really, that really correct. Really um, yeah. Correct. And, uh, and I just think it's like the the strongest direction from from uh, Edgar Wright the most stylish direction from Edgar Wright but also the heart that Simon Pegg and i think one of the, the big compliment i would give Simon Pegg especially after seeing baby driver is that he's sort of the heart of their writing team and that's not i liked baby driver but like i think what's sort of missing there is the characters and and i think Simon Pegg really brings that out um, hot fuzz very simple um it's a man who is like a crazy like the best cop you've ever seen he's so good his department doesn't even want him anymore because he's uh making everyone look bad he's making everyone look bad so they send him to this small town where he's uh instantly teamed with uh nick with nick frost who's the son of the police commissioner um and he's a complete idiot and like terrible (laughs) being a cop and also there's no crime in this town have you ever seen point break no Amazing bit in point break where they jump over fences. Is there, no? 29. That is Swayze's just dropped this bank. Keanu Reeves is chasing him through people's gardens. And he goes to shoot Swayze, but he can't because he loves him so much. And he's firing his gun up in the air. He's like, oh! Have you ever fired your gun up in the air and gone, ah? No, I have not ever fired my gun up in the air and gone, ah. 30. Sorry, um, I just I just feel like I'm missing out sometimes. I want to do what you do. You do do what I do. What on earth do you think you're missing out on? Gunfights, car chases, proper action and shit. Police work is not about proper action or shit. 29. If you'd have paid attention to me in school, you'd understand that it's not all about gunfights and car chases. Nick Angel, which is the character Simon Pegg plays, clearly is uncomfortable with the fact that he's like, there's something wrong with this town. Um really funny wordplay, really funny, like, and their relationship, their relationship is the, I think the closest you really get to a romance too in a buddy cop movie. Like if they kissed at the end, I don't think anybody would have cared. I think it would have been like, yeah, of course. And then they were happily ever after. Okay. They got Um, a nice cottage, raised some kids. Exactly. And, um, and fought crime and fought crime. And like, just really like, the dialogue's on point. The editing is on point. Everything about that movie, I mean the dialogue? <laughs> <yes>. Jog off! <laughs> yes. <laughs> every every so good. There's so many good one-liners in there. Every line that <laughs> Timothy Dalton utters in that film, including his introduction. Lock me up. I'm sorry? I'm a slasher, and I must be stopped. you know what? A slasher. The prices. <laughs> Just kidding! I'm Simon Skinner. I run the local supermarché. Drop in and see me sometime. My discounts are criminal. Catch me later! That movie is very, very good. I was so happy that you chose Hot Fuzz. I love Hot Fuzz. I could watch Hot Fuzz. I mean, Hot Fuzz is one of the... Not not to get super personal. Um, one of the last movies I watched my dad, too. So, like, it just holds a really special place in my heart. Especially since I grew up, like I said, watching... Lethal Weapon and seeing all these movies with him, it was nice for me to share, like, be like, this is the thing, this is the culmination of all those movies, and he loved it. And it's, you can tell that uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost have a deep reverence for those movies. Um, And we didn't get on this in our rerun, but like the modern, uh, you know, Buddy Cop movies, they still, they almost have to exist in a self referential way. Yes. They they all have to have a hint of parody. Right. They, them, yeah. they, they all have to either throw back and be like, oh, let's do, like, good cop, bad cop. You know, like, yeah. that thing that everything that always happens or let's do the thing that, like, always happens. And, uh, you know, and, and this movie's very explicit about it because they're, you know, they li- li- literally watch Bad Boys 2. Yes. 2 specifically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a great moment where he's like, you know, do you want to see Point Break or Bad Boys 2? And he's like, uh, which, well, which one? And he's like, why not both? You know? Yeah, like, he's like, no, which one are we watching first? first. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The movie's so good. I remember watching that for my birthday in college uh, when it came out and I was just like, I, I was like laughing the entire time. It's so good. I I was I used to be a news producer and I worked an overnight shift and I would work from 11 p.m. till 10 a.m., which is a hell of a shift. Right. And me and a couple guys from the crew, we would go see movies on Friday in the morning. And Hot Fuzz was the was one of the movies we saw. And I just don't think anybody was prepared for it. Yeah, and they they like loved it. And like that's also a really nice memory I have surrounding that movie, seeing it on the big screen, exhausted with all these other like you guys would get up like ten a.m. ten a.m. and go watch a movie, and we go watch a movie. Yeah, because because you're leading into the weekend, and you don't want to like you want to get your sleep cycle back. Right. So fair. uh, Yeah. So like. Yeah, those. I will say, Hapas is a very British yes. buddy cop movie. Um, the it, it is very uh, reminiscent of a lot of Monty Python humor yes. and stuff. Like you, you want to be engaged with the wordplay in the dialogue right. because it's so good. Well, the other thing is, is that, like I don't care about being macho. I've never cared about being macho. Right. I'm not a big fan of guns. I'm not a super fan of police. I'll be honest. Right. And <laughs> so, like fair. British police, I think, is the is the like. The, the sort of great culmination of, of, like, because they don't carry guns right. and they don't, you know. It's funny because it, it feels very on brand with them. And uh, worth mentioning, buddy cop genre expands far and beyond the United States. Um, I saw uh, Bon Cop, Bad Cop, which is Canadian. I loved Bon Cop, Bad Cop. I was going to wait till we, like, if there, we had more to mention. But, yeah, I watched it. Hilarious. Looks like an episode of CSI. That's right. real bad. Right, right. But, like... but it's hilarious. Let's go. of for Blizzie les boys. Hey, whoa, whoa, where are you going? Gino. This is obviously your case. What do you mean our case? It's very clearly your case. How do you figure that? His feet are on your side. Exactly, and his head is on your side. What's your point? My point, if you play football or tennis or whatever, you step over the line, you're out. les boys, on a plus rien à faire ici. Au Okay. May I remind you that in the 100-yard dash, it's the head and chest that break the tape. In horse racing, it's by a nose. I saw The Guard, which is Irish. Yes. Which is a very Irish movie. Like, Which is funny because he's... Since gone, I love that filmmaker, and he's since gone on to direct another buddy cop movie, which is War on Everyone, which just came out a couple years ago, oh, no, and it's terrible. It. Really? But yeah, it's set in America, and I I watched it, and I was so angry. The guard, it was like very like quiet. Yeah, and I was like, when you laugh, it's like <laughs> chuckle, chuckle to myself for that. It's funny because the that film. I wish I could remember his name, and his brother's also really famous, and he's a playwright and a very funny filmmaker. Uh, He directed a film called Calvary a couple years ago that was in my top ten films of that year. So, like, I love that filmmaker so I was super upset when I watched War on Everyone and it was such nonsense. Mixed reviews. Yeah. Mixed (laughs) reviews. But, Louis, what is your five-star review? Um, I am glad that you chose Hot Fuzz, a modern movie, because I did not. Oh, I chose a classic, a throwback, one that has a very bad rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but... Overall, I do not care. My pick is Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash! It's Tango and Cash, and I'll tell you why. There's a great episode of How Did This Get Made about that movie. So literally, I I I told you this, I dove so hard and deep into this uh, episode, I really didn't, like, look up much about these movies. I was just, like, watching them, like, vigorously. And I just, like, read the Wikipedia page about Tango On Cash. And apparently it was a fucking mess to get made. Yeah. Like, directors were fired and new editors were called in. It barely... It was the last movie to come out in uh, 1989, uh, December 22nd, I believe. Um, it's starring uh, Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Um, and Patrick Swayze was originally set to star in it, but then dropped out... Uh, Warner Brothers didn't know what they wanted the movie to be. Some people wanted to be very serious. Other people just wanted it to be full spoof. Um, and apparently Sylvester Stallone was the reason why this movie like was held together. Um, I will also say Sylvester Stallone has never looked better. He looks really good. Like Though I, I, would, I, would, all, I would offer the movie Oscar. But whatever. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. I've not seen. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, okay. We'll move on. Um, so Tango and Cash... Uh, Sylvester Stallone plays Tango. Tango and Cash is our last names. I don't know what the fuck their first names are. Yeah, I don't it's Tango know and Cash. Yeah. Um, and he plays like a he reads the paper and um, trades stocks on Wall Street. Yeah, he's like a stock genius. Right. If I correctly. And he like wears like tiny glasses yeah. and, and suits. And if you this movie made me remember this is why Sylvester Stallone is a huge megastar around the world. He had charisma, uniqueness, uniqueness. nerve. And talent, talent, and the body Adi Adi. okay? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, before he fucked up his face, and, like, yeah. was, uh, I mean, I don't know who what steroids, what I don't know, but this movie, he looks amazing, impeccable, and also, it's kind of like he's playing against type, you know, right. like, he was not totally just like... Bruh! Right, and it's funny, because Kurt Russell's sort of playing the role that you would expect. Right, him, but, totally, yeah. and Kurt Russell, on the other hand, is like you know, getting shot up, and, like, he's, like, wearing nothing... He looks like a fucking hobo. Which is funny, because, like, Kurt Russell, obviously, like, he'd already done the Escape from New York, with the tough guy thing, but, like, he got his start doing, like, an Elvis movie and, like, looking like a nerd and everything. Right. So you would expect him to be the nerdier of the two, but no, Sylvester Stallone plays it. It's a little role reversal. Yeah, and so they're, like, both... They have... They're both very good at their jobs, but they're not on the same, like, beat or some shit. Right. And, like, there's great scenes where, like, they open up the front page of the paper and, like tangos at the top of the page like oh he thwarted some shit and at the bottom of the page is cash and he's like oh he thwarted something else i was like really like he thwarted a bank robbery and front page of the la times well that's i love the fact that like the la times knows these cops <laughs> right right like- the la times is like your tango in the headline um and uh, they of there is a a bad guy i don't know who it is what he wants but i can't remember who played the bad guy yet is it jack palance uh, I have it here hold on yeah Jack Palance yeah oh, you nailed it yeah uh, he, um, he's like we gotta take out Tang on Cash but you know they can't be killed so how do we you know get they them oh. literally because you know they Never. keep escaping or whatever and they decide to frame them um, and throw them in jail and so they frame them for like this. That murder. shot, and, and still to this day, I did not rewatch this movie. Right. But I've always had like an esteem for this movie, I will admit. Because it it's, it's ridiculous. It is complete ridiculous. But the, but the shot that they walk into prison, and I always think about this. There's like burning toilet paper, yeah, like stuff, raining down. There is burning, fo- like, thing, uh. and like, there's what I was like, Los Angeles in the 80s was either fucking crazy or right. like the people making this movie were just like, we want visual extravaganza, like right. craziness. And and this is definitely one of those movies where it's like people. <laughs> Categories? Tango in <and> Cash Prison, <laughs> Eleganza. Yes. God. <laughs> it is insane. Like, the, the the filmmakers, there's many of them, clearly, yeah. um, were like, they don't give a fuck. They just wanted it to look insane. They have a crazy prison escape where literally Sylvester Stallone like puts his hand inside of a spinning fan and holds it up so cash can run out. I was like, you're expecting me to believe that this like whirlwind turbine just like stopped because Sylvester Stallone said mm-hmm. So like it's insane. Uh there's a great uh, moment where they're like, oh, you got to make sure you don't touch the wires or you'll fry your brain out. Um, <laughs> oh, they eventually, they so they're supposed to be murdered inside the prison, um, and that's how they were going to get rid of them. And they, like, bind them up, and, like, they put them in water, and they start shocking them, and they're like, like, crazy. I mean, yeah. this movie is beyond macho, beyond masculine. I mean, you're getting a little radical here, aren't you? What's radical? Blowing a man's head off with a fucking hand grenade is a touch much, don't you think? You got your way, I got mine. You know, I'm kind of glad you didn't want to talk, Rakeem, you know that? Let me just shoot him in the goddamn leg, he'll talk! I don't want the leg, I want the whole package! Maybe he doesn't know anything, okay? I don't really care! What do you mean you don't care? What the fuck is this? You're a cop! Look, I was a cop! Well, because of his dirtbag and his friends, we're on the run! No, it's payback. That's enough! No. I mean it! Is it? I heard about you. dude. I heard you were a fucking Section 8. I didn't believe all that weird sadistic bullshit I heard you pull, but you are, man. You're for real! But I will say, I never got, like, any... I, I don't remember any homophobic feelings or things. I mean, honestly, it's kind of homoerotic, if there's anything. You know, they're all wet and, like, just, like, tied up. And they're like, Ugh. like, it's... I don't know. I, this movie just, like, took me beyond, like... it. it this is not like... Um, you're not supposed to believe any of this is real. Nothing about this is kind of like um, living in our normal human world. <laughs> uh, it is just pure, pure fun. I enjoyed all of it. Uh, Terry Hatcher is in this Terry movie? Terry Hatcher's in it, oh yeah. Oh my God. And I she, was waiting for you to mention Terry Hatcher. Uh, I, like, I was like, my gay brain was like searching for her. But there <laughs> she is. She's in this movie and she plays Sylvester Stallone's um, sister. And she's a dancer. And she just wants to dance. There's a great scene where Cash... Has escaped the prison and it has to go find her because um, uh, Tango said to go find her for help. And she's at this bar and she's dancing. And for a second, I'm like, "Is she a horror? Like, I don't know." <laughs> she like technical term, right? Yeah. She like asks for she to the bartender. She's like sticks, and he like gives her some drumsticks, and she like just starts doing this whole like synth <laughs> drum moment. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I wish I remember some more of like the good one liners for this week because I know that they exist. Uh, and th- they eventually, like, escape, and, like, they prove that they're innocent. Uh, this movie is just, like, from beginning to end, nonstop, batshit crazy, and I fucking loved every second of it. it. It's it's pure camp before, like, you know, now when people try to do camp, it's like, oh, uh, right. well, eh. This was, like, they were very sincere. Yeah. But they were very sincere when they were, it like... Was, I feel <laughs> like it was sort of the tipping point between, because as you mentioned, the modern... Buddy Cop movie has, like an, like, an element of parody to it. I think that was right on the the tipping edge of, like, they still hadn't achieve, like hadn't right. pushed it far enough. And maybe that was the, the straw that breaks the camel back where they right. just pushed it just far enough. Do you have any runners-up? Because I have at least one really strong runner-up. Um, I have to say, The Heat is so fucking good. I fucking love The Heat. If I asked you to stay out. Just... Oh, wait, I need to go tough on him. Are you not already doing that? No. Cut back up. You know, I can hear you. Shut up. Please don't do anything crazy. I'm not gonna do anything crazy. What am I gonna do that's crazy? I'm a police officer. Huh? I mean, what am I gonna shoot oh you my in the dick? god! Deck? You said nothing crazy and that is... a No, no! No, no! Turn around! I need you to pass a polygraph! Put it away! Turn around! No! Don't worry, she's not gonna do it. She's not gonna do anything. Oh, okay, so you wanna just... You just wanna go and gamble with your scrotum and your testicles? Okay, gamble away! Mm. I was not ready for I, it to be that good. As As an editor... I hate the heat, but okay. I love it in like, in terms of comedy. When I first saw that movie in the theater, I noticed there's a scene, like, there's clearly a scene missing in that movie where there's a plot point missing. <laughs> and they're like, whatever. And yeah, and they like, cause they reference, there's a scene in a car between Melissa McCarthy and, uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, where they reference something that you've not seen in the movie, but you don't care cause it's a comedy, but it like pissed me off because I was just like, <laughs> come on. And that's a product of, Paul Feig's really into improv, and like, right. like that's the the thing I have a get Like, I like Ghostbusters, the the one that came out last year. Um, I like The Heat. I l- I fucking love um bridesmaids. No, the um, uh, spy one. Oh, spy. Yeah, spy. Yeah, it's called spy. I fucking love spy, but like as an editor, I hate those movies because they're edited so poorly. I will also say just to get this out there was a buddy cop movie with women made in the 80s called feds yes um which i've seen and it is not good no um but uh just you know the the like the twist of being women uh has been done before but melissa mccarthy and sandra bullock and their powers combined was just pure cinema like if you think about it's technically not even sandra bullock's first buddy cop movie because there's miss congeniality too oh god <laughs> i was like Miss- you said fucking two and it ruined everything, <laughs> everything um i would my i would like to give my honorable mention inter- i did mention who frame roger rabbit before which i think is a really right. brilliant film um demolition man is a personal favorite of mine speaking of sylvester stallone i haven't seen it uh also sandra bullock really so yeah uh sylvester stallone plays a cop who's like too reckless and so he gets tried for his crimes and he's trying to take down wesley snipes uh, um, he true gets, villain, yeah, and they they both get uh, cryogenically frozen, and he gets woken up in a future no! that's like like a very liberal utopia, but it's not really because Brooklyn, Brooklyn. yeah, exactly. Brooklyn, <laughs> exactly, and um. And, like, you can't swear, you can't, like, cops don't carry, like, electric sticks and stuff. And it's instantly partnered with um, Sandra Bullock, uh, who's, like, studied the 20th century. She loves the 20th century. How old is she in this movie? Oh, it was, like, one of her first movies. She's 16. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she keeps getting catchphrases wrong. Your citywide manhunt didn't work was because Phoenix was in the one place that, A, you can't monitor. B, you are afraid to go. And C, don't give a shit about Now I want to go down there. I want to find Phoenix. I'm going to put him in a hurt locker. So you want to come with me? Or you want to arrest me? Huh? Okay. I'm with you. Let's go blow this guy. Wesley Snipes is that is his most unhinged in that film. Love that. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love that movie. Doesn't necessarily hold up, definitely, some of the racism in there. There's a weird, like, bit where he, like, makes one of Chinese people, that uh, okay. Wesley Snipes does. Uh-huh. But, like... I love all the little touches in it. Like, at one point, uh, for you British listeners, they go to Pizza Hut, by the way, and I found this out when I worked with some British people one summer, but there's one part in the movie where they go to, like, fine dining, and it's Taco Bell, because Taco Bell won the Fast Food Wars. What? Yeah. It's, it's you would love this movie. Okay, okay. Much. I'm like You're sending me a lot of information. But yeah. You said Taco Bell something, and. Yeah, Demolition Man, really great. <laughs> okay, done it's, and done. An honorable mention, also, as I mentioned before, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. It's not a good movie, but it's a parody of the Lethal Weapon films. It stars Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson, and Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. As, uh, and my favorite moment is like the very beginning of that movie, and it's a scene between her and Tim Curry, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Where is the microfilm. The what? The microfilm. I don't know anything about any microfilm. Don't play coy with me. This is too important. And this is the plot. Important enough so that anyone within earshot should listen to each and every detail? That important. And you're talking about the microfilm which holds the recipe for turning cocaine into innocent-looking cookies? Yes. I don't know anything about it. In a little while, Miss York, you will be begging for mercy. No, no, I'll beg now. I mean, I was, I would pay lots of money to see Tim Curry and Will over just riff. Oh yeah, and it's, it's a lot like that. So I think it's time. Then we probably should move into our one-star reviews. And there's quite a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. I mean, I have to tell, I will full confession. I was miserable doing that. And you texted me at one point and you were like, I'm having so much fun. And I was like, I hate you. I hate you so much. I, had, <laughs> I did. I, even the movies that were very, very bad, I was like, I was mostly just like, wow, people spent a lot of money to like send that car yes. flying into that building. Yeah. Freebie in the, the Bean. Freebie in the Bean? Freebie in the Bean. Right. I was like, this was like the 60s and they were like, let's just throw... 70s, 70s. 70. Okay, yeah. 70s. Like, Let's <laughs> just throw this car into a building. Let's yeah. This-. And I'm like, that probably cost a lot of money yeah like the, no they did they did Hollywood was all a man's it. folly but, like, uh, which is which is funny because I feel like uh, a lot of the more buddy cop movies nowadays are are sort of moved right to, oh. towards the like lower budget yeah. aspect yeah totally uh, there's like let's be cops which yeah. is like kind of a newer thing um, uh, one, one of the ones I watched that I absolutely hated is this independent film called wrong cops um, that. We'll oh yeah that. no it's a it's a waste of time which okay. bothers me because of it's made by this experimental French filmmaker slash DJ who made this movie called Rubber a couple of years ago that I loved about a, a fucking sentient tire terrorizing a town. And I just, I I loved that weird-ass movie. And wrong, <laughs> and wrong Cops was everything, was sort of the opposite of that. It basically was his excuse to work with Marilyn Manson, who plays, like, a teenager in the okay, movie. Okay, well, you know, yeah. shut it down. And it was real bad. Um, He's only good at making movies with inanimate objects? Yes, essentially. Well, that's why he should have been perfect for Marilyn Manson. Uh, oh, bazing! Oh, <laughs> yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Gavin, what is your one-star review? So my one-star review, it's funny because you literally just said it. I've never been more pained than I watched 2014's Let's Be Cops. Oh! That movie is... Oh my God! ...is the worst. (laughs) I had $270 worth of oral surgery over the course of the last two weeks. That was more enjoyable than Let's Be Cops! Really? Yes. Let's Be Cops is a movie starring Damon Wayans Jr. A junior. (laughs) And... Uh Jake Johnson, is that his name? Jake Johnson and or Jack Johnson. Yeah, sure, whatever. Of those. Um and sadly Keegan Michael Key for a scene. S- Keegan Michael Key and Nina Dobrevna or whatever that. Nina Dobrev who is yes. a Nickelodeon star. Yes. I do know a couple of her songs. It's fine. Uh, um and it's this so it's this really bad movie where like Jake Johnson is a loser and Damon Wayans Jr. is also a bit of a loser and they dress up as cops to go to a costume party and they suddenly realize all the power they have right. um, as cops. Well, I hope we all learned a lesson here. Now, who are you? Now, who are we? Why don't you tell these men who we are? Well the law, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That was cool, man. Felt so good. Yeah, That's so good. You heard him. We're the law, bitch. We're the new sheriffs in town, okay? Now get in your car and get out. Now. (laughs) This is what we needed, buddy. How far are we planning on taking this, dude? Why do you ruin everything by thinking about it? Just enjoy the night. Hey, um, I'm sorry, I had no idea that you were a cop. Oh. oh, no, I'm not really a cop. <laughs> what do you mean? We're more I than cops. cops. Yeah, we help all the intense units, a SWAT, FBI. The other day, we're on a 5150. And, like, because Jake Johnson has nothing else going on in his life... Correct. ...he becomes obsessed with this idea of them, like, becoming cops... And so they basically start masquerading as cops and they get involved in a crime ring. An actual crime an ring. Actual crime ring that like for somehow someone got Andy Garcia to be in right. this movie. Totally. Um and yeah, it's just Really bad. It's directed, written, and directed by Luke Greenfield, and I don't know who that is. And uh, but no, no more. (laughs) No, Luke, sweetie, I don't know who you you are. Yeah, exactly. You're doing terrible, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the uh, I, I never think it's a reviewer's job to tell you not to see a movie, but I would highly caution you not to see this movie if you like. I once again. $270 worth of oral surgery that that I had more fun with. Gavin, I gotta say, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh my god, it was like... It was like having that drill in my tooth again. Like, I... I think there are a lot worse movies than Let's Be Cops that are in the genre, honestly. I think, bar- I, you know what, like, and I will admit, like, barring the racism, the homophobia, like, all that stuff makes me really uncomfortable, and, like, I, I didn't want to sit through that. Let's but Be Cops doesn't have a lot of that. Right, right. and and that's its saving grace, and also, that's also- the one thing you can give it. No, I will say, I think, uh, is it Damon Wayans Jr.? Yes, yeah. I think him and uh, Mr. Johnson have lots of chemistry... They, they, and two, they and, and they're I, funny human beings. I, on top of that, I, in full confession, I am not a New Girl fan. I've never been a New Girl fan. No, I know no, they're no. both. I know they're both from right. The show. They're both from New Girl. Um, I think, and I like Jake Johnson. I actually like Damian Wayne Junior because I love happy endings. Right. So, like, totally. I. I think, I'm sorry. That's his Twitter name. That's why I keep saying it that way. Damian Wayne Junior. 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 Um. And, and this is not me. Uh, like I'm loving the mix of our reviews right yes. now. Um. I think, though, uh, uh, because I I watched that movie for the first time also, and at the beginning I was like, oh, this is boring, this is dumb. And then it it kind of leaned into the buddy copness of it. It didn't make any of the self-referential things. That entire, that, like, 20-minute sequence in which David Wayne Jr. is on, like, acid... Right. Like, not funny at all. I thought he was really funny. Oh my god. If there's one person that can pull it off, it is Damon Wayne's Jr. No. (laughs) No. Gaga, yes. Um, yeah. I just, I couldn't. Like, I, and it's funny because I watched some really bad, as I mentioned, Wrong Cops is like rampant with homophobia. 48 Hours rampant with racism, which is so funny because 48 Hours 2 is not, and you can tell, like, like <laughs> it is a really telling thing that it's, like, 83 and 93, and right, it's just right, like, right. oh, the more tolerant 90s. But anyways, Louis, what is your one-star review? Um, there are two movies that are just, like, neck and neck, but since I chose the batshit crazy movie that did well for me, I'm going to choose the batshit crazy movie that did not do well for me. And that is the movie called Double Team. Double Team. I don't know if you're familiar. Do you you know what this movie is? Is that Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman? It sure is. Excellent. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Um, This fucking movie. There's another How Did This Get Made episode about that. Also, I mentioned earlier Demolition Man. Another How Did This Get Made episode. Double Team, which is available for streaming on Hulu right now. So run out kiddos. So run out to your um, local Roku and just fired up. As I did. Double team. I don't know who made this movie. I'm not gonna look at it up. I don't think you should. <laughs> I think it was, it's, this movie is complete Euro garbage. Yep. Um, and they decided to just throw everything out into the world. Like, Dennis Rodman, who cannot act his way out of a paper bag, um, it, who is the least likable of the Chicago Bulls. Hello? Um, I'd sooner hang out with Scotty Pippen, okay? Um, <laughs> That's a person. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Gavin's like, I know sports. <laughs> um, That's the one with the bats, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, jean claude Van Damme is a, like, spy character or something and he wants to retire to, like, I don't know, fucking Mykonos or something with his hot wife. Right. And they're, like, fucking in a pool and then someone's like, no, this one guy's resurged and you're not out until he's out. So he goes to, like, this um, they they know that this bad guy whoever the fuck it is they, he's gonna do a drop or something at a like fun carnival festival thing and so everyone's there gonna wait to kill him and it's like Jean-Claude and a bunch of people we haven't met Dennis Robin yet um, turns out the bad guy is there to meet a child his child um, and so oh no emotions things get in the way there's a huge shootout they somehow end up in a hospital in a maternity wing and so Jean-Claude Van Damme and the bad guy are having a shootout amongst babies and, like, they're carrying... And it's like, oh, no, don't drop the baby! But also shooting everyone and everything. And it is crazy. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme eventually gets shot. And he's, like, thinks he's dead. But then, oh, no, wait, there's a secret, like, uh... I believe they're hacker monks? Right, right, yes, correct. And they're like, you're too good to die. We can't let you die. And so they take all these, like, really cool spies who, like, have, quote, unquote, died... And they're on like an island that's surrounded by lasers and they can't escape. They're like forced to help investigations around the world. Um, we eventually meet up with Dennis Rodman, who's like an arms dealer. Yeah. And Dennis Rodman literally is wearing like some wannabe future euro garbage, like a pleather everywhere, colors out the wazoo, looking like it's so funny because I would say that, um, the, the person that Wesley Snipes based his character in Demolition Man off of is. Dennis Robin, De- Because he's like bleach blonde yes. and like very like baggy pants and like There is a scene where they're like testing out a new parachute and it's literally a ball. They get into a ball and fall to the earth and it, it's completely like he's like this tech is crazy, man. Like you don't know what you're messing around with and uh like and it's it's painful. You bring cash? I'll pay you later. Oops, I just declared a seven day cool-off oh, here. Thank you very much. You're not know good for it. Sorry, brother. You got it a game. There is a tiger that comes up in this movie a lot. Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks this tiger in the face. He sure does. Um There... Oh, I didn't even mention who the bad guy is. It is um Whiplash from Iron Man. What the fuck's his name? Oh, um... Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, yeah. Mickey Rourke is the bad guy who looks not quite monstrous yet. Yeah, he hasn't... He hasn't hit his transformation. Right, yes. He, has, yeah. he yeah. had not metamorphized yet. Exactly. Um... At the end of this movie, they blow up the uh, Grecian Coliseum. Yeah, or is it? Uh, yeah, and um, the only way they survive is they get behind a Coca Cola um, machine, like a, a vending machine, and they hide behind it in some genius, um, you know, ad placement. And like all the explosions just surround them, and they're fine because they're nice and cool. It's and basically chill. the Indiana Jones refrigerator. From the- <laughs> yes, correct. Yes. This movie is insane, insane, and bad. I like that you watched this. I didn't even think of this. It never once crossed my mind. I could not believe... Bu- and he just wants to go home. There's a lot of babies in this fucking movie. A lot of babies almost dying in this movie. There's uh, landmines. I don't know how much you researched this, but there is a um, a not sequel called Simon Says that is just Dennis Rodman, and he's essentially playing the same character, and they even have the like techno hacker mugs in it. Do you think... But it's- but oh, it's like... The techno-hacker monks. Oh my god, Gavin. Yeah. Gavin, I just remembered... Yes. Okay, yes, correct. I thought you were talking about when, they're, when they get, like, spirited away to this yes. island, it's not the techno-hacker monks. It's like... Oh, uh, that's right. I it's forget, like an yeah. agency. Yeah. But the techno-hacker monks are, like, best friends with Dennis Rodman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, bloop, bloop, bleep, bloop, 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 bloop. We're in the future. Um, but also, like, the Lord, it's so fucking weird. This movie is complete garbage. I almost want you guys to go out and see this movie. Like, it is, it is so bad. It's kind of like, I I was watching this movie and thinking like, wow, this is bad. But also, oh my god, the nerve. <laughs> the nerve of man to make this movie. The, uh, Do you have any honorable mentions? Oh, for- absolutely. Um, the movie Canine. Canine's real bad. I, I was either going to talk about Canine or um, Double Team and I just decided I don't want to talk about fucking Canine ever again. The movie <laughs> is a disgrace to animals. Okay. Yeah. And and in Double Team, they kick the tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, uh, a really terrible fucking movie cop-out, the Kevin Smith film with Bruce Willis and um, uh, Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan, Which upsets me so much because I actually really do love Tracy Morgan. And, like, that movie is just fucking awful. And if you read a lot of the the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know Bruce Willis and Kevin Smith fought the entire time and, like, just hated each other. Bruce Willis could not keep up with Tracy Morgan either. And so he would get pissed off and just not read any of his lines that scene, which is why Tracy Morgan has so many lines in the movie and, yeah, that's just a painful thing to sit through, and I do not recommend it. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, there, there are so many movies that you can, like, from, like, I, I didn't like Freebie and the Bean at all. Um, the Nice Guys, which is... Nice Guys I like. I actually do Ryan like... Ryan Gosling, I, yeah. I, uh, Oh, no, I was thinking The Nice... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Nice Guys is... Nice Guys is Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and I was thinking The Other Guys again. Sorry. The Other Guys was pretty good, too. Yeah. yeah. Michael Keaton steals that movie just with all his TLC lyrics. Oh, my God, yes. TLC <laughs> lyrics, yes. One case in a career where you go all in, this is it all right then well, you do us proud because i don't want no scrubs really no you're not aware that's a tlc song i have no idea what you're talking about it's you said chasing time. waterfalls nice no, saying you don't want no scrubs i have not understood the reference it's like a tick i have no idea what you're talking about remember this thing gets messy we never talked we'd be remiss if we didn't Talk about stop or my mom will shoot, um, which isn't as bad as I think people say. Uh, yes. and Estelle Getty essentially is is the buddy cop. Yeah. It's his mom. Um, it's fun. Um, I, it's not great, but it's fun. So I guess that ends our one-star review. Should we, re- before we move into our fast forward, should we revisit what our five-star reviews and our one-star reviews were just for everybody? Sure. Uh, you chose? Uh, for my five-star review, I chose 2007's Hot Fuzz, and for my one-star review, I chose 2014's Let's be cops, which is funny because neither of them are in the heyday of the cop the Right, cop you games. didn't go for the... Ma- I, for my five-star review, I went with 1989's Tango and Cash, and God, I don't know when the fuck Double Team was made. It was like 90-something. <laughs> but what do we have to look forward to from the genre as we move into our fast-forward? The reason why we chose this was actually because there is a pseudo-buddy cop film coming out in right. a couple weeks. No, this Friday. It, oh, it's this Friday. And it's uh, Ryan Gosling, Samuel Jackson, and it's called The Hitman's Bodyguard. Correct. Um, it's already played uh, for some critics. We are not those critics. But I can tell you the early reviews have actually been surprisingly positive, especially for a movie that's coming out in August, because movies that come out in August are notoriously terrible. Right. Um, but yeah, the early reviews um, seemed to be th- that it's a very pleasant surprise. Right. I, I imagine, like, Ryan Gosling and Samuel Jackson seem uh, to be... Not Ryan Gosling. Uh, Ryan... Sorry, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson seem to be at their prime of their career. Like, yeah. They, they know how to work the charm off anyone's pants. Like, they, they 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 got it. Yeah. And like I love that the some of the the marketing campaign has been like, do you want to see Deadpool and Nick Fury in a movie together? And I'm like, all right, calm down. But I I'm, I'm going to go see this movie. I want to see it. Yeah. The um and I con- congratulate you for going to see it. Oh, God, I, Gavin I hate. See. Gavin's like, I'm going to go see this indie movie. <laughs> That no one's heard about. Absolutely, that's um, about that's a, my steed. It's about a lamp. Um, what do you just? Yes, exactly. Uh, just in general, uh, what do you sort of want to see from the future of the buddy cop comedy? Because oh, I feel like the the corner from like the like most offensive stuff, the racism, the homophobia, um, you know, the sexism has sort of been turned um, right. So. Well, I guess what's the next sort of? I mean, I I I think like it's hard. Hollywood is not making these like middle-budget movies anymore, right? And, yeah. And I the reason why I'm kind of excited about the Hitman's Bodyguard is like these are two very charismatic characters, yeah. and that's the that's the cornerstone of like the very prime heyday of like the, you know seeing Sylvester uh, Stallone and Kurt Russell together, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover together. Like, there, there's a reason why those are so successful. People like these human beings and right. like, having them together. It's like it's magic, um, and so. Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock, like, that was magic. Yeah. Um, and so I would hope that there are people who want to, like, work together and, like, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, who would I want to see um, in a buddy cop movie together? Uh, like, I didn't think that Ryan Gosling and, uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, uh, oh, um, Australian. Yeah. Fighting around the world. Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> Jean Valjean. <laughs> uh, Jean Valjean. <laughs> was he Jean Valjean? Yeah, uh, well, he was, like... Uh, No. Is he Jean Valjean? I don't know. I don't know. Les is not my forte. Right. (laughs) Um, Uh, I didn't know that that would work together, but it kind of worked, you know? Um, Like, oh, Russell Crowe. Sorry, Russell Crowe. There is, um, like, I guess rumor, or maybe not confirmation, that Lupita Nyong'o and Rihanna are making that, like, crazy spy movie together. Yes. Which I would watch the shit out of. Absolutely. Um, The other thing, uh, a lot of, as we mentioned, TV was sort of the progenitor of the buddy cop film. It seems to have sort of gone... Back that way there totally. is a lethal weapon tv show totally i know people who like it i watched <laughs> the pilot and was like this, this is the garbage there this was garbage. a rush hour um tv show yes yeah that. yeah i also watched the pilot of that because i will watch the pilot of anything garage Garage. um but i'm curious to see you know where that's sort of going yeah i, would, um, I don't know i i wish i wish. When, I had... when are we gonna get our first buddy cop musical that's all i truly when are we gonna get I, I would love our first gay buddy cops yes well obviously and i think that's i was gonna make that suggestion i think that's where like because as i said these are romance movies i think shane black even said like lethal weapon like the key to the chemistry between uh Riggs and murtaugh is the idea that like if they were yeah a homosexual they would be together or if they were a man and a woman they would be together and so like that's i think that's clearly the next step well i mean so I've, i forgot to mention this but um Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Yes. Um, I love Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. so yes. good. Yeah. And Gabe Val, Harry. And Gabe Harry, <laughs> played by Val Kilmer. And it's so good. Yeah. Which is also Shane Black. Yeah. So. And so uh, go and watch that movie for sure. Yeah. Um, so all we need now is Gabe Harry and like another gay. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I would want to see like. I kind of would want to see gays who are not going to like hook up at the end yeah oh yeah well, Oh, like, I think. or maybe like a, like a lesbian cop and like a gay cop you know like or someone who's like really butch and like a total femme like yeah exactly I and I, I, can, I can actually see that happen I feel like that's probably really I really need Logo experience. to get on that stat okay <laughs> like I would love that yeah I like cast Kate McKinnon. I mean, oh. they kind of, they kind of they buy, oh. like her introduction into Ghostbusters, like even though her sexuality is really ambiguous in that movie, like she's clearly like right. putting the moves. Isn't or, like, there an SNL skill with her and, um, oh, right? Fats oh, yeah. and, um, oh shit. I don't want to say the wrong word. It's either, like chunks like, or like, yeah. yeah, it is fats. Oh, it's it is, fats and dykes. Yeah, fats and dykes. That's, That's what It's what I and of, like, fats and dykes. Fats and dikes, And, like, yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah. And I love it. They are hard as iron. They are rough as guts. And if you've been naughty, they won't be nice. It's Dyke and Baz, Save Christmas. I'm happy we did this genre. I am. I don't want you to think I... And I'm not happy none, it's over. Yeah, none of your ideas are invalid, but thank <laughs> God we can move on to something else. Uh, But thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And also, uh, if you have a favorite buddy Cop Film, and if there's a film we haven't talked about... I'm sure we missed a lot. Yeah, I'm assuming we missed a lot, too. uh, There's plenty of ways to reach out to us. You can... uh, reach us on the Twitter mm-hmm. by going to our, uh, at The Mixed Reviews. We're on Facebook at The Mixed Reviews. Um, you can email us at ReviewsMixed at gmail.com. Also, you can, if you've enjoyed the podcast and you found us a myriad of ways online, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're available on Stitcher Radio. We are on Google Play Music, and, uh, we have a couple episodes up on SoundCloud. We have to keep rotating them out because SoundCloud won't let us put them up without paying. And, Dicks! Yeah, and we're cheap. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and if you are listening to us on a uh, podcast catcher, there's ways to rate and review us. And please drop us a good positive rating. We actually got one. our got our first rating. Yeah, McClutter and Kindle. Thank you so much, Thank Melissa. Thank you. Uh, pleasure having you as one of our listeners. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's our show for next week, for this week. Uh, we're probably going to be taking an extended week next week, because I'm going lazy. to... Lazy, yeah, I'm lazy. Lazy, 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 lazy. No, I'm going to Canada, okay? The laziest see- of countries. I'm seeking asylum. Right. And, uh, True. Take me with you, though. <laughs> <Exactly>. Honestly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, until next time, uh, we'll see you guys. Bye. Bad boys, What you want? What you want? What you don't.